Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. I am your host, Director Awesome, aka Tom. And on today's episode, we are going to be doing part two of the autism speakers. We did just air part one last week. We did have Jimmy from Crazy Fitness Guy on. Today, we have both members from the autism speakers on. We have Jimmy and Dina. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi. Thanks for having us. All right. So we talked a little bit last week uh, about the autism speakers, what it was all about, uh, what are some of the goals of the autism speakers. Um, why don't we let Dina uh, tell us a little bit about how the two of you guys actually met and maybe tell us a little bit about um, what the Autism Speakers is all about. Okay. Well, uh, would you like me to introduce myself, sir? Sure. Sure. What Go is ahead. your name again? Tom. Tom. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dina Buno, and well, I'm 54 years young. And um, so this friend of mine, uh, who I network with. She was a special ed teacher from the Pathway School. And she knew two of my mentors who were both teachers. And one of them was, um, you know, an adaptive special ed uh, teacher who I came in contact like 20, 30, year, 28 years ago. And so um, she um was the unit production manager on this film that um, was made about me. And uh, so she, so this woman named Cynthia Work, who was in Kiwanis International with myself, which is a branch of a special needs branch of Kiwanis International. And so Cynthia knew Jimmy um, because uh, his mother, Jimmy and his mother, I think they worked together. They, they got services by her um, and stuff like that. And so um, she mentors a lot of former students. And Jimmy was brought to me because I have 25 years uh, plus of speaking uh, in public and advocating for myself and for families in schools. And so uh, what else would you like to know to get me back on track? Okay, so we we just uh, gave you a brief introduction. You you just explained a little bit about how you and Jimmy met. Um, so what we had discussed on the last episode, we discussed with Jimmy um, what uh, Autism Speakers uh, uh, was all about. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit in your own words uh, what the Autism Speakers is about? Well, in my eyes, it's a safe place to go to vent um, and to talk about advocacy and in my eyes um it's not so much about telling the story but listening the two words mutual respect well three words mutual respect and empathy come to mind and that's um a safe place for people to vent not so much talking about only about ourselves but like saying hmm you know could i do anything so that was the goal when i was going to school for teaching and for um, you know, learning through my mother, who was a tireless advocate, because not only am I on the spectrum, I have ADHD and mental illness, um, no shame in that. Um, and she knew how to teach it. My mother knew how to be an advocate for me. I watched her tirelessly. So my goal there was to have a safe place to go. So um, also learn that even if you want to share positive things um, and teaching people that they're not their label, but they have interests such as um, fitness or in my case, art um, that uh, talking about things that you normally wouldn't want to do. And that's sometimes called a social skill. Um, so it's about thinking and maybe it can lead to something. Um, also, you know, goal of, in my eyes, it got a little more technical, you know, going into schools and, and assisting some of the teachers, possibly. It's different for everybody, but it's just like a safe place to go. So, you know, Jimmy, um, Jimmy was brought to me to, you know, who was interested in speaking. So, like, I spoke on all different topics. You know, aging out is very frustrating. And being a child and knowing that you're different wanting to be like everybody else and kind of coming to a happy medium where you're, you know, it's good to be unique and different at this time, you know, that's the goal. So 
there's things that are, you know, depression comes along with autism, not being accepted, um, what could be changed, you know. Well, so I've talked a lot about these things. So we came together with our own set of what is important to us and kind of merged ourselves, you know. So that's what I feel. Right. And, and you know, we, we talked about, um, Jimmy and I talked about with uh, labels and uh, people um, putting labels on uh, across people with the spec on the spectrum and how it's not great. But we also talked about the uniqueness as well. We talked about uh, if everyone was the same, it wouldn't be a a fun world to live in. Um, Jimmy, what were your thoughts um, on uh, what Dina just said? I, uh, I agree with her. We were, we're, we wanted to make a safe space for people on the autism spectrum or just with extra challenges. Uh, it doesn't just have to be on the autism spectrum. Uh, I think gone are those days where uh, the autism community is listening to the, aut- the uh, autism speaks because, uh, you know, I, I I don't remember if I recall uh, if I said this last time, but uh, somebody pointed out to me. Uh, I think it was a LinkedIn post. The puzzle I, piece. Yeah. Are we talking about the and puzzle it, piece? Yes. Yeah. No. I, I don't know if I told Dina this, but I saw this uh, post on LinkedIn, and this per- and they said the reason why uh, the puzzle piece no one likes it anymore, is, and they don't accept it anymore, is because as just a one puzzle piece, you're kind of singling that uh, individual out on the spectrum or on their community. And where as, uh, as an infinity sign, you're all included. And, and you know what, Jimmy, that blew my mind when you told me that I, I actually learned something uh, from you uh, when you said that on the last episode, um, I was actually going to bring that up just before, just after you did. Uh, the puzzle piece, I never thought anything of it. I just thought, hey, it was a logo. Um, it was just something that they chose to do. Um, but then you put it into a different perspective where you said, you know, it's just one puzzle piece and it feels like it's a missing puzzle piece. And that's just singling out uh, the autistic community. Uh, and I never thought of it that way at all. So uh, when you and told me that, I- yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting. Um, it's been the puzzle piece for so long. And this is what this was the theory a long time ago. When they say pieces of the puzzle, it does now it makes more sense. But at one time, you know, for example, um, in my imaginative world, um, if you do a puzzle and you go around and you look for that piece of the puzzle, and it looks like there was a solution to the finished piece. So now we're finding answers that autism can be like a uniqueness instead of a disability there's so much now um and people want to understand why the statistics you know why it's inherited when nobody really knows the answer you know like there's people who's you know everybody thinks it's an injury or things like that and nobody knows i mean my mother did everything right during birth and you know it's the same thing it's like chalk it up to statistics so that's why the puzzle piece almost sounded like an easy answer to people at one time. Now people were figuring out other things, you know, like by all means, I'm not even a scientist, but like I had to be educated on the whole reason why. So I came up with the puzzle my own self that maybe that was it, but so infinity could be together for infinite. you know what I mean? So that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. It's an all inclusive thing. I agree with Dana as well because I think, at, like in the years past, it was acceptable. But then when uh, when autism speaks kind of went to the dark end of stuff, like we need to cure this. But no one no one asked a question until I don't know how many years ago uh, because well maybe maybe this was before uh, I would say uh, before I was. Uh, before I knew my purpose in life, so to speak. I know that's not kind of cheesy. Uh, I did not get that off the Hallmark channel. Uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, I think the puzzle piece was accepting, was accepting back then before they went to the 
deep end, like before they need to, before autism speaks to say, hey, we need to cure this. But somebody just asked the question, why? Why does this need to be cured? Because it's not a disease. You can't catch it from a like a cold or the coronavirus, whatever you want to refer to it as, because you can't just, hey, I woke up with it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I woke up with Everybody, autism. Yeah. I don't, the whole idea is, um, no, I do a lot of uh, reading, but um, to hear other people's stories about autism and very commonly, um, you know, a book that I'm rereading um, about a nonverbal autistic uh, child who um, is brilliant and was in gifted classes because her parents thought she has a voice inside. It was called Carly's Voice. And so she wrote the book with her dad and she wrote on the computer. Um, so um, she wrote, so she kept saying when she was having a meltdown, um, just like we melt down, you know, when I have my anxiety and my meltdowns, she was doing the same thing with a voice on the computer. And she was like, I wish somebody would fix me. And her father said, you know, you're not broken. You're um, you're you. Um, but her father said, you know, he felt guilty when she would have her hurricane moments where she would fly through the house and throw stuff, mess up the house and he would lack sleep. And he said, now it's all worth it. So like, you know, you don't realize when people say this, people, you know, so she would kid around later on and say, you know, like, I bet that you couldn't wait to hear my story at the end of the book or, you know, so the whole idea is that, you know, I used to hear that all the time that can I get rid of, can Dina get rid of this? Is it going to like get rid of? And like, I've been like a lot of people, they, they make comments like when I have an anxiety attack, like when people are being mean, well, it doesn't feel right when it's being happened, but I know to block the people. So when people tell me, like, oh, we'll just block them. Oh, I want a sympathy and empathy because that's what I do because I know that it's going to get better results. So like to be mean and to be judgmental is like the biggest disability of them all, you know? It's interesting. You mentioned um, that, that story uh, about Carly, Carly, I believe. Yes, because I, I, have I it remember, right here. I remember watching this. Uh, so Carly, this was on a, a talk show. Many, was many it years 2020 ago, or Ellen? Uh, it could have been Alan. It could have been Oprah. I don't remember what it was, uh, but I remember with her father. I met them at the Toronto Film Festival. And so she didn't talk, but she had apraxia, which was the wiring of the jaw. Yep. So she couldn't talk. And it was very unfair because people measure, you know, like it's we all take for granted. But she's also a speaker. So unfortunately to what they're dealing through the autism society um and these places that i've worked volunteer for years and getting paid is that they have these devices for like you know it's funding they they fund you them by insurance and technically a lot of times that you're charged but you know they'll charge you and they have like these dino rights. And so they have pictures and they teach you how to make them. And we made them and like equipment that, you know, it's like, for example, somebody who doesn't talk, but has one of those computers. It's like kind of like the same thing. It's a recorded box and it has like a voice that projects out. So this girl had this personality that was fascinating, but the whole idea is I remember it was very humiliating that my family, when they were picking on me, well, you know, at times, you know, when I would act up, I would be upstairs and I would hear them and they would be talking like shamefully. And this is important if anybody's listening. I mean, so it's not to talk bad, but my mother said something like, oh, I got to keep my voice down because like she hears everything. and. She felt so bad, you know, out of frustration. And so when I learned a valuable lesson, be the person you want to live the rest of your life with, I've been doing that ever since. Because, like, 
when you say something mean and like that, um, all that stuff could be avoided. So like these boxes, for example, let the person with autism yell and scream and get it all out because maybe it's going to feel good. So that's why like therapy for since I was five years old worked really good. Not that I liked it, not that I really worked hard um, till maybe I was like 13 or 14. But, you know, so what I'm saying is, yeah, Carly is remarkable. I mean, she like went to college for a bit. I'm not sure if she even finished. She could still be there. Um, but I talked to her dad because what happens is other, you know, so you hear all this stuff. I mean, she had some conjoining issues. Um, but people wanted to say that she was like at the mind of the world. But all that stuff and all that frustration caused other things as well. Yeah. And I remember her story because uh, what she was talking about was the misconception is, okay, she can't talk. Uh, she's nonverbal, um, but she can still understand what people are saying. And she was able to communicate through um, this assistive technology um, that she was using with the computer. The, the computer can speak. Yes. Um, and the computer was able to speak. And I remember her saying, you know, like, yes, I'm going to have my meltdowns. Um, but what you have to realize is that inside my head is like the voice of a thousand voices. So what you uh, hear yeah. normally, I'm hearing it a thousand times amplified. So that's why I'm trying to get that out. And I'm trying to release that energy and and be able to just function at my my level uh, that I can mm -hmm. function at. So it was a really, really interesting story. Yeah, I have, you know, with me, um, it's called input output with, you know, I have trauma and all that. I was used to tell, having people tell me that I wouldn't do as well. You know, that didn't give me my 30 years of hard knocks to maybe more. I, I'm thinking 30 years. I'm 54. So you're going back maybe 40. I remember 40 years. So let's say if I'm 54, going to be 55 this summer. Um, then at, at, uh, when, I, so like 40 years ago, let's say, um, I had, I still, you know, I still have my meltdowns because I have trauma. So sometimes now my, I have anxiety, but I'm also hyper. So, um, I actually remember hitting my head on the wall and, and melting down. So, you know, there was, so I had a million people inside my head saying, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, or, or you can't do this. And so like, it's really hard, but I really related to her. Although I did not, you know, fling, like I didn't understand. So it's gotta be worse if you don't have like the sound coming out of your mouth. So, so um, that causes probably OCD because you're, you know, so, so there you go. So like it takes understanding. So we live in a ignorant world, but I'm finding so many good people, but I found people who like, um, you know, not all teachers are wonderful. Some get burnout. Some people shouldn't be in the field, you know, like. Amen I to hear, that. Well, I hear people saying things like just people who want to complain saying that um, I've had much worse in, I don't know, like, for example, I had some people recognizing me to like, well, you're really good at, at science or you're really good at this. So maybe we can work you out into this, into the regular classes. And I got mainstreamed. And then some of the mainstream teachers said, you're like really intelligent, but I remember in sixth grade, there was a, a teacher. I had some Tourette's tics and people didn't know much about it. So um, even today, um, I said, well, spell, this is how you spell it. And it's a French word. And, you know, look it in the encyclopedia. And now it's on the internet and Wikipedia and, and all that. So it's kind of like, People need to start looking things up and 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 stop like saying, oh, well, I don't have that. It's kind of like with um, autism, there's um, like Temple Grandin for one. She's in her 70s and 
She's an animal scientist. We're crying out loud. She's brilliant, has a doctorate. And her mother was the one that influenced her. So we all have to look for that hero. So one day I got tired of, I mean, people should listen, but I found my calling, but I didn't, you know, I remember like also um, it wasn't all like cut, cut and dry, like with, uh, with stuff. I still get annoyed and with people like thinking that I'm mad at them all the time because like. I might be in my own world and I'm exhausted because I'm always doing like research or I'm having my own tics. So, you know, on top of that, I had like this head injury and people think that when I'm struggling that I'm being a mean person. So like Carly gave me this like extra hope that there's these good parents out there that love their kids, but like the father wrote this book saying he was exhausted and it was tireless. So like my mom and I have these arguments still over the fact that she's 80 years old. And I sometimes blame myself because maybe I'm not as patient as I would like. And she's not so upset mother and daughter stuff, but we love each other, you know, cause she had to do all the work that my dad, you know, um, Raising a special needs child, usually it, it does help if both parents are there. But like, I'm really thankful because without her, I don't know if I would have accepted the fact that maybe, I mean, I remember how hard it was to accept the fact that that word normal always crept in. People said, you know, you're not normal. How do you feel about that? Like this mean stuff. And I would cry over it. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to steal a line from the dc comic universe um normal is a setting on a dryer oh right my God, that, that's that, that's normal right so tommy, we don't use that he, uh tommy took the words out of my mouth because that's my famous word to tell the clients i have because yeah i don't say that anymore but i had a counselor years ago that said normal is setting on a washing machine because like people would pick on me telling me i wasn't normal sometimes um, my mom would say to me, you're not acting very normal today. And I would be like, what is that? How am I supposed to act? Because like, well, remember your social cues. I used to hate when the finger went up on my lips from my dad or that louch. Or like, there were a lot of people that told me that I made a film. And there were people that said to me, I'm going to be exploited because I'm disabled. And that's all I am. And I had to like cut them off. So it's not like I'm asking for stuff, but like I'm very frustrated how my world of technology and I met Jimmy at a difficult time because like we were brought together in 2020. And before the pandemic, I was a little more bubbly. I can't tell you all the time, but then great good timing, and bad right? happened. What? I said great timing, 2020. Yeah. Well, like um so like I'm a certified peer specialist. And so it's like also recovery, you know, mental health is a recovery day to day. It sounds like, you know, someone becoming an addict, but, you know, so I'm a reco I, I'm recovering, you know, I'm in recovery. Um, these, I don't even know. So like, I'm not recovered from autism. That's just like, so the thing is, I try not to like try not to be friends with people who I have to constantly explain it to, but but there are people that become very good friends of mine that want to know. Like so um anyway, um, you know, the the um the I the idea um that you know um there there's there's so many um frustrations you know i'm i'm honest like you know um jimmy was asking about the well you said you were a teacher right you, you said you were a teacher and somebody threw a plate um yes yeah are you in a special needs classroom yes completely? yes okay um that'll happen if you're in uh you know like um i i work in classrooms where um you know someone would jerk and move and 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 have ticks. Um, well, when I was in elementary school, I went to a 
special school. And, um, you know, so there were, um, you know, kids throwing some stuff and doing stuff. Uh, it was a very, it was a good place, but I've worked in classrooms where, you know, like, you know, like uh, there might be a autistic child is who's like 12 and might be bigger than, you know, as big as the teacher. And, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, I was in a school that was pretty much, it was all the first school I ever went to, you know, they had trouble placing me in that day. So I was homeschooled for like a year because they, I was the only one, I think I was the only one, I, not that I know of, that had some kind of a learning disability or autism. So I wet myself and hit my head and was acting like a baby. And I was on my best behavior at home because I was out of that environment. And so now they're including people um, with an aid. And so I was very fortunate to be, you know, so I learned. So who knows? Maybe these people grow out of their behavior. We Nobody knows. So it's like to put a label. Maybe they were overstimulated. And did this person talk by any chance or no? Was it uh, a non-group? A semi, not, not really. Um, well, see, maybe, yeah. maybe. You know, for example, maybe it was raining out today and maybe they had an itchy tag and maybe they didn't eat breakfast on time. But um, with people who are nonverbal, it's not always like that. Um, I have a hard time myself. It's one of my passions to always figure out why somebody. But I was talked about that, give or take, um, there was somebody who's 20 who. Um, I heard this story where um, it could have been somebody putting, it was Christmas, it was overstimulated, it was loud, and there were 20 people, and the cops were called by a crazy relative, and they had the kid in handcuffs, um, and then the parents went down and explained what's happening. You know, like, so I draw from my own experiences, you know, like, I'm happily married, but um my, I was, when I was married to my first husband and he was a great guy, his mother was schizophrenic. She was a nut job. I'm not trying to be mean. You know, I don't really care if she doesn't hear me, but she had her hands on me. My husband was dying and she had her hands on me. And I started acting like, like I did, I was rocking back and forth secretly, like so afraid. And like, so she called the cops once and I was capable of getting myself together, but she had her finger in my face again and said, I'm going to put you in jail and they'll put you away and you won't get out. Like she was saying stuff and I was very terrified. And when I moved up here, I was so afraid. I, some of the PTSD that I had was from her, you know, it was a situation and she knew I was autistic, but her and her, her daughter were calling me names. like. So my husband was dying and like, so my mom like came up and she said, no, first of all, Dean is allowed to cry. She's about to lose her husband and to put your hands on her, you know, but so the whole idea is the power of a hug, you know, um, put your hands out, you know, so like, that's why they have like, so when that person threw the, the plate, like, I saw meltdowns happen. And I also know from my own experience, my mom took me home and she felt so ashamed, but she saw me thrive. Like I wasn't nonverbal, but I like got out of my own um, skin. So it was a bad situation. Like I never really, like it was probably like the second time, but like in a supermarket, someone was yelling because I was walking in a circle. And I think I was in the, I wet my, I was walking next to the cart. So there you go. So like, so I was not nonverbal, but I was turning into a person. So when you're dealing with anybody, um, it's traumatizing. And so, you know, um, well, if you don't mind me saying something, there was, a, uh, you know, uh, while we're speaking of uh, like autism, autism meltdowns, like I've been like, the last few years, I've been uh, journal journaling a lot in my own journal on my phone on all my devices, and 
I keep track of like the days where I feel like I'm very, very overwhelmed. And, and I kind of wonder if I felt this way back, uh, like what I was experienced now as I was back then, but just worse, like for, I'll give you an example. Like, um, a lot of my, a lot of the times, uh, when I, uh, like what, what starts happening for me and, Somebody uh, pointed out to me, uh, well, so, well, something came up to me during a podcast interview once, and and I liked what I said, and and I remember what I said. The, I think that what causes my autism meltdowns is, is that I just have a lot of information going on in my head, and like if somebody brings up one uh, one thought, then they go on to. Like, okay, here's one thought, but then here's like 600 million pieces along with that thought. And I'm like, okay, that's enough information from that person. And then some other person comes along. I was like, oh, did you try this? And then and then they have like 20 other pieces of information along that, that line. And it's like, no, but if you gave me a second, I could possibly think of all of that. Uh and it's kind of, and then it's every thought becomes a, like a, a mix of spider web sort of in my brain. And so one it's thought, exactly what it is. And it's totally annoying because, like, which thought am I supposed to listen to or think of? And no one's giving me that time to process of what I'm thinking. I call it cobwebs. It's kind of like cobwebs, spider webs. But one of the worst things. For people who don't understand also, Jim, is like when you're on Facebook and you're venting, and I also know how to handle it now because I learned that opinions are going to be a big part of it. You can't stop them. People have them. And so I learned to filter it out, to vent, take in the good compliments, look at the ones that aren't so swift. Because, see, I take medication, too, so that helps. So, you know... I think a lot of the people that don't understand what's happening is patience, right? We, we, Jimmy and I have talked about this before, and a lot of people don't have enough patience. Like Jimmy was saying, there's information coming from one person and then another person gives some more information and you haven't had time to process that yet um, because people don't have patience because they don't understand what's happening. And I admit, I don't have patience at times. Uh, I mean, even with my with my uh, with my own thoughts at times, because like, oh, come on, give me just give me the gosh to answer, and then uh, and then finally I get the answer. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, I've uh, I've been having this uh, issue where I was trying to do. I've been I wanted to get my live stream on my website so people can watch it on the website without having to go to a third party platform, and. Uh, I found one way the first time it was working, but when I switched tools, I noticed that it wasn't working uh, the way I set it up. And as I, and so I kind of just put off on the back burner a little bit. And as I, I'll find something eventually. <laughs> Went and then magically, just the other day, I think it was Sunday or yesterday or whatever day it was, I found out that. Uh, uh, that there's a Twitch player uh, as for like gamers and whatnot that I could embed it on my website and it it worked perfectly. And it's like, holy crap, if only I did that uh, a few weeks ago, I would have, I would have answered my question. But, uh, but of course I, I didn't figure it out until like yesterday or Sunday. And I was like, I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself because I would have just like, eh, you know, I'll wait until the end of the year to figure it out. But uh, some reason it came back into my mind again. I was like, wait, I've been seeing a lot of things about Twitch. And it's like, oh, you can do this with this. You can do that. And it's like, I wonder if they have their own player. And I was like, they do. <laughs> That's when I had to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, between part one and part two, uh, you guys have given us a lot of information, a lot of stories. Uh, very, you very interesting. You catch me up on part two, um, part one, because I was supposed to be there and then I got mixed up with the day and then it was that, just that, a real. Yeah, that that's not a problem. That was one of my bad days. I had a horrible day that day. Yeah, no, that's not a problem. I mean, Jimmy and I just basically discussed a, a couple of the goals. We went over some of them today as well. Uh, we went over again the, the puzzle piece. 
And uh, we just had some some new stories from from your point of view as well. Uh, Jimmy's been a longtime friend of the show. Uh, so Jimmy and I have had many, many conversations before. Um, so we kind of got your your side of the story um, of some of the stories that you've gone through throughout your life. Um, and, we, Another, and we very much appreciate that. You know what I really one of the things I get annoyed, like I never really thought about the puzzle piece until like I like people had asked me about the puzzle piece. They thought some people thought it was good with the connection as a whole puzzle, like, you know, the little puzzles, but a few puzzles doesn't accurately match it, but there's no full solution with autism. So it's not really accurate. Like, um, you know, like I was, uh, me and my husband first me for like 13 or 14 years, I was in a group called new horizons for Asperger's, you know, and they changed the name in between to autism spectrum, which is a lot more accurate because, or semi-accurate because, you know, Asperger's is the guy who, you know, was Hans Asperger, the Austrian, you know, scientist. And so autism spectrum, that's what it is. It's so wide that, you know, I found people, they talk about us like we're test results. Like, you know, by the time I had taken the test, um, they were struggling to figure out why my IQ was a lot higher than it was when I was like three years old. Well, this is my theory that you that IQ um, is not always accurate, but they said people can be very intelligent. Um, and people are still working with the labels and it gives you a sense of community sometimes if you get one. And I was like actually relieved that I finally got the full diagnosis because like people wanted to brush it away saying, oh, it just had a learning disability and that you could have a high IQ, but that it wasn't my fault that I had some social things. And I and so I was a hard worker um, and they were like um, depression can come along. So they have all these new findings and then. So the labels gave me community. So like in my family, um, it seemed like people were arguing because it was everybody was competing for the right answer. And if you let go of the label, except for the professionals who test you, you know, to get a diagnosis for paperwork and teachers who um, teachers aren't always the ones that test you. I mean, sometimes they do, but like the psychologists who test you to put you in special ed you know, you have to be tested. Um, I think. And the, then, well, well, I think the biggest uh, point. I think the biggest uh, takeaway of autism. You know, I, I think it just. I think at the end of the day, like you know, I when I was doing some research on Google the other day, I saw some of these questions, and it's like, can people uh, on the autism spectrum do this and do that? And I'm like, we might not be able to do it right off the bat, like someone, uh, like someone who just knows all that stuff, or, or. But and like everybody, I think about it. When you were a kid, do you know how to tie your shoes right away? No, your parents taught you. And it's like, I feel like that even if you're on the spectrum or off the spectrum, we can do a lot of things as long as someone teaches us. And it's like. So, you know, like like one of the questions that was on Google is like, can people on the autism spectrum live by themselves? And it's like, well, maybe to an extent, uh, depending on how severe their autism is, and like maybe they don't like to live by themselves. Maybe they prefer a, someone with them uh, or a brother or sister or a cousin. But, you know, it's not uh, like, but for me, like I've stayed in, uh, by myself in my uh, parents' house for like a week or two, and I was fine. I can cook, and I'm not saying that for everybody. I'm not brushing off the other people who are on the spectrum. I'm just saying I I know how to do that stuff. My parents taught me, and and like so, I believe that if you teach somebody, uh, you basically can teach anybody anything. You just gotta they need to be willing to learn, and I was willing to learn. 
Thank goodness, because uh, when you might need, a, but, need a cook. You know, it's a very helpful skill. I don't really. It, it's um, like I had said um, to you that there's plenty of people that have skill. And like, for example, one of the fascinating issues with that Carly Fleischman, I mean, she's like my hero because she gave people the impression that, you know, when when they tested her, not all the doctors were like completely accurate. So she had these very compassionate workers who, um, you know, these people who signed on for a long period of time um, till she was um, past high school. Um, they uh, had several people in attendance when they went away so they could take her along, but they didn't even know that was possible. So like they had a, person who did like functioning skills of you know um helping her shower who were females to the cutting up the labels like every member of her family was present and with no questions asked they were there so like her they couldn't figure out why so this guy he said like they had an aide um a male who who like uh, she was stacking blocks and doing all the stuff when she was like five years old and or four and um, these OTs and PTs and uh, you know so uh, so what was fascinating was when she started speaking um, and then she was like writing tons of stuff she developed this personality and they retested her personality and she was in gifted classes so they said that. What happens is when they test you as a child, you know, IQ is very different. So like they by the time I was like I was still in special ed, you know, they they were testing me to get out. And they said, well, you know, unfortunately, when you start special ed at like two years old, three years old, when you're going to preschool, your IQ is a lot different. And then when they start to test you that. They learn a lot of people with learning disabilities. They have like testing that's, you know, extended time um, or takes as long as you want. You still have to study and do the work, but that helps a great deal. So it's kind of odd. So it's not an exact science. They're, they keep on trying to look for these science related questions and it's not matching up. So that's like I developed a passion for it. Um, I was an aide. Um, a teacher's aide um, as a parent, you know, I had, I was, I was lucky to have one of the, like, so what happened was they had an aide. So I moved into like learning support. So my math level was always like not accurate. So it was in special ed and, you know, in order to get the services, um, nothing is completely accurate and it takes a lot of acceptance on your part. And another thing you're looking at her that, I moved out at 19, you know, I had my first apartment at like, I officially paid my rent like at 20, 21. I had a little bit of help here and there when I was like 20, 21. By 22, I was self-sufficient. And, you know, like, so what I'm saying is, you know, I had jobs and then when I couldn't, you know, you know, um, so what happens is the labeling and the IQ test and all this stuff. And it takes constant work on my part. Like when people trigger me, it brings me back to my childhood of, and I only imagine, you know, it made me all these people who like, I'm working on my book right now. And, um, you know, it's kind of like a treasure when I look at, you know, here Carly Fleischman's father um, had humor as she was writing, um, but he had so much respect for his his child. Um, but at the same time, you could see the frustration in the eyes of the parents, like how unfair it is. You know, you develop this bond. Like, I don't see myself any different. Only I had a voice where people were listening. Of course, her generation, she was born in 95 to see the difference. The technology brought out you know, she, the parents kept saying, oh, like they had them talking in, in the single person. 
Carly, why don't you listen to me? You know, so she would type later on about the breakthrough. Like they were away on a trip and didn't take her. And that whole entire time she would felt sad. Well, my parents never kept me home from these places. Like, cause like, I don't know. I can't really, I mean, you know, it's just cause I had, that was one of my strong seats. I was a good speaker for forever. But when I was like, I didn't have the grasp of language until six years old when I went to school. I remember the difference is uncanny though. Like three years old, I did speak. You know, my brother would like to tell me that he thought that I didn't speak at all, but you know, nobody, but my mom said I spoke in the house, but like um, I spoke enough language, but at six years old, I was like kind of fun. I developed a personality. So I got to give these parents like kudos to them. Um, Like I'm friendly. I got to meet the father at the film festival in Toronto. And do you live in, uh, you're in Toronto, aren't you? I am. Yes. So that's where you, did you know that they're from Toronto? The Fleischmann's live in Toronto, Canada? No, I didn't know that. No. Well, I went to the TIFF Film Festival and they live like in, he's a, he has an advertising agency called St. John's. Did you ever hear of it? Uh, no, no. Well, I'm a big fan of Toronto. Um, and do you know where University Avenue is? Yes. That's that big uh, area. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because they, they, I told them that I was going with my movie team and I hope that they have it again so you can see it because my film's called Dina, not to brag or anything, but I was honored that my special ed teacher's son, you know, he, um, he gave me my dream and my platform because, you know, I did study journalism and, and acting, but I was told as a child, you know, it was always like, you're not going to do this. And I was very confused. And today, even when I get frustrated, I'm like, I'm a stupid idiot. And I, and like too much goes on if I'm triggered the wrong way and I'm working on it. But I think that sometimes when people melt down, I think you have to let them go off if they're autistic, because instead of keeping it in, because that can be damaging. Like, that's my theory as a person who did teaching before. Don't you feel that when they're like, if someone like what I really don't get, it is true that if you're capable of handling it, and for the most part, I am. But if you're amongst friends, like if I have a meltdown in front of Jimmy, you know, like part of me sometimes believes, oh, my God, you know, will hate my guts. Another part of me believes that. At least I'm doing it in front of the right person because like if you're with like when I melted down and cried in front of John, my, my first husband's crazy sister and she was intimidating, she would automatically assume that I was like crazy. And so like I have a lot of friends that have mental illness and they're brilliant. Like they have an IQ of like crossing the gene. They're at the genius level. and. So I was told when I was diagnosed with, well, they thought I had, well, I have OCD, but they thought at one time because I used to go like this and then cover my ears to stim out. You know, I say to myself, what? I didn't get schizophrenia, but they thought bipolar and then they changed to OCD. But I do believe I have a mixture of things. And so what? I think we're all amongst company, but The thing is, I don't believe in saying things that are going to hurt anybody because I saw firsthand. So it's like you take trauma and autism and mix it up in my eyes. And of course, someone's going to come out with bipolar because they're they're up and they're down They're You know what I mean? So like that's my theory that anybody is welcome on our site because like what I get annoyed by is that people see it as like, oh, okay, well, they have a site. And I would like more people to like check it out. But I think a lot of people are afraid. And that's why it's not so much, hey, look at me, I'm this. But, you know, for the longest time, like my mother would, you know, when it was time to like look into college and I did all this stuff, you know, 
a lot of people were like, well, she, is she going to make it? Like people were waiting for you to fall. And, you know, so I'm a lot different now than, than I was, uh, years ago. Um, and so I take all the pain that I feel inside. Um, like I'm still struggling the fact that a lot of my, I was working for an agency and the woman hired me on full time, you know, and it was very hurtful. And then when things got too overwhelming for her, she canceled like her, like she canceled like the group therapy program and, you know, funding is really bad. And like for a person with autism, you know, you can't help but take it personal, you know, because that's the way I was. So like, I get it, you know, and hey, Dana, uh, you know, uh, about what you said about you can't t- take stuff uh, like, you know, I used to take uh, stuff kind of personally when people disagree with some of my uh, articles I written on my website, but I, but uh, I, I still look at them. I still, I, I mean, I mean, I don't go back to look at them, but like I, I allow it on my site as long as it's not like cold-hearted it's like i don't care if somebody disagrees uh like when i looked at i get once, that yeah i mean i mean like one of the um people said like i had a mother's day gift actually no it was valentine's day gift and uh she's like uh this person said uh on the post and say i don't think these are great ideas and i'm like wait say th- say that again she disagreed with the gift ideas that i suggested and she's like these don't make great gift ideas. I'm like, okay, she didn't, well, she didn't like offer any example, explanation whatsoever of what would uh, see, be a great gift idea. Wait, she, so I was like, oh, well. Okay, so for example, I'm trying to get this. So name like two items for me. So uh, it'll trigger- one was a, uh, one was uh, a Kindle, like for uh, reading. And the other one was like, uh, <laughs> Another one was uh, like Spotify Premium uh, because people like music and well. Okay, see, a gift is a gift, and you know it's different. So she said she actually said to you uh, that's not a good idea. Oh, uh, she just she just wrote on the post that like, these are not good ideas. And okay, uh, see, that's that's a generalization right there. That's a prime example, but I have to deal with that all the time. But as you're talking I'm just about saying music. I'm just trying to make a point is that uh you know as like you know we live in a world who when you do public work not everybody's yeah. gonna like what and you're talking to a person who's a professional writer that I've gotten um you know this is my little theory not an opinion but I was told that some when I was in college and I had an assignment, they didn't want us to write in the, the guy didn't like opinions um, because that was the assignment. It was a class. So you had to c- compare and contrast the idea. So, you know, you know, opinions are the way that a lot of people write when you're a, a professional. And so I've gotten things back saying great article, but like, Great idea, great article, but it's not what we need at this time. And then I wrote it back and they said, much better idea. So, yeah, constructive criticism. Well, there is a difference. It's you have to accept the fact that some people aren't good. Uh, you know, they come back with the, the critiques aren't that nice. When, but I've been pretty fortunate um, that when you're writing a book, then there's not much of a law, but they have, unless they're ghostwriting the book, which is if they write it for you, they can write anything that's bad. That's why it's not good really to do that because they can take your writing and twist it around and mess you up. So like an opinion, it's kind of good that you get that because then you realize what they're really about, you know? So like it's a, um, if you do self-publishing, you know, like, but I had the, so yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's why I asked because this person, if they did give you an opinion, that person was way out of line because like 
you know yeah she so, didn't offer like any other alternatives and uh, i still let her i still let her comment on it because it's like it wasn't hurtful because it's not like she's like oh these things suck and it's like but that's just a statement uh, <laughs> and that's just your opinion and it's if there's like, a person that uh well you know for example you know um you know like i uh, won story contest and poetry contest which are like um you know, so you know, then like um, some uh, got prize money, some got gift certificates, uh, some just got put in the paper. You know, so like I wrote this poem and it was somehow blurry from the camera on the phone. And you know, like you make mistakes, but you get like people who know nothing about it. Um, people who, again, I intend to my naiveness at times that out of all honesty that it could have been, you know, like um, it could have been uh, me struggling to, to get the social cue, but like, she was like this one girl who like works where my husband does. And she's a little slow. And she said something like, she's a little slow moving, uh, getting the idea. And she like saw it and she was like, why is this picture blurry? You know, talk about ignorance. Like she was like, was no one in the professional world, someone I led into my life to talk to, but I defriended her because, like, she kept saying that, like, she would criticize everything, whether it's a picture. I can't see that. I can't do this. So, like, I remember you said that you liked the poem that I wrote about the butterfly, and she was yeah, criticizing. I could read it. Yeah, well, she was just, like, saying that I need to make it bigger, but the thing is, like, Sometimes the camera or, you know, but she was just like, so it was frustrating. Can't please everyone. Yeah, you can't. That's one of the things I learned that um, most of the people, I mean, about 95% seriously liked my movie, but there's been people who've walked out. There's been critique uh, critics, but then we still won an award. So, so like, I'm just saying that, you know, um, you don't go in to please the world but it's hard because like so i like the acting field but sometimes you do an audition that's lousy you know yeah well i think we should let tom wrap up the show so okay yeah no problem guys no but it was it was excellent uh hearing some of the stories um you know jimmy already knows that i i do work in schools and i do work um in the system there and, uh, you know, we we do encounter a lot of the same stuff that you were talking about. And we we encounter a lot of people that don't have the patience and don't have the understanding as well. So it was really interesting hearing it from your point of view. Um, Jimmy and I have had many, many conversations about certain things as well. Uh, so it's always a pleasure having Jimmy on. So, Jimmy, do you want to give us uh, all the socials for um, the uh, Autism Speakers website? Uh, yeah, uh, just go to, uh, well, uh, how about uh, just go to guy.com slash uh, the Autism Speakers and uh, and the socials, the socials are right there. Um it's not as big as a presence as a crazy fitness guy at the moment, but uh, it, it will uh, it will eventually. Uh, I just have to start making some profiles. Uh, that's actually one of my 2022 goals. <laughs> and, and you know what? It'll get there because, um, you know, it just takes time. Right. And uh, you started this up. Crazy fitness guy has been around uh, a little bit longer. So, I mean, uh, it'll get there once uh, the, the ball gets rolling. So, of course, Jimmy, always a pleasure having you on to the show. Dina, thank you also for coming on well, today's it's a pleasure, show. It's a pleasure to meet you, and I hope that we connect on Facebook because I would like to talk to you about, about these things, about what it's still like and get educated from you on the classroom stuff that I was yep. doing. Definitely, 100%. How we all need our place, and I had so much, so much uh, joy even though it wasn't a lot of money, it was so much joy um, to see these to see these people succeeding so much further than I thought myself would go. Even though my mom did a good job, I just like seeing how the difference, yeah, how the parents interact and how the partnership between the teachers and the children and 
how it's become a very big, you know, partnership. Yes, hundred percent. Like the yeah. NACI, the NACI accredited, and the you know the whole all these organizations. Everybody's partnering with conferences and. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Hundred percent. So yeah, uh, we're gonna wrap up today's episode. Uh, thank you guys very much for coming on. Again, go to crazyfitnessguy.com. Uh, check out the autism speakers. Check out all the social media platforms on can, there as well. Uh, Dina, yeah, go ahead. Also, you could also find my Dina movie page um, as well. So you know, I did it's a documentary. Um, Jimmy could kind of fill you in. I did a documentary five years ago called Dina, and you can find that page. And you can, and you yourself, but Tom can uh, network with me. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Find, and yeah. So find uh, uh, Dina's movie on uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's page as well. Crazyfitnessguy.com. Of course, uh, pod jerky. You can always find on Instagram and Twitter at pod jerky. You can also find all of our links on our link tree. That's L I N K T R dot E E forward slash pod jerky or on our bite size. That's B Y T E. S-I-Z-E dot M-E forward slash pod jerky. As always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you guys later. Take care. Pod jerky.